What's up, everybody? It's Daniel Allison, The Average Dude. Thanks for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 1. Took me long enough, didn't it? But I'm excited to be back. Got a new format. I've got a great first guest. You're going to enjoy the episode. We're going to get right into it. Let's roll. You decided to show up, Caitlin. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, so let me tell you a little bit more about what I'm doing and, and the idea behind this, okay? So, awesome. so the, the, the folks that are listening, uh, Caitlin and I don't know each other. Uh, she, she doesn't know who I am, and I invited her to be on a podcast where we haven't talked about what we're actually going to discuss. So I don't have any notes. I don't know much about Caitlin, but what I have found in my life is that interesting and unique people can teach us something. And so I, I watched some of your videos, Caitlin, and I would say it's fair to say that you're, you're pretty unique. Would you, would you agree with that? I'd say that's an accurate statement. <laughs> yeah. So, so the idea is that we're going to talk for, I don't know, 20, 20 or 30 minutes find out a little bit more about you and, and see where the conversation takes us uh, organically. Okay. That sounds good. So I know the one thing that did jump out in, in my mind, and I'm sure you get asked about it all the time and you probably even know what's coming. The first thing I've got to ask you is the hula hoop. You do a lot of hula hooping, don't you? I knew that was going to come out of your mouth as soon as you said, uh, yeah, yeah. I picked yeah. up hula hooping um, when I was 21 actually. And it was, it's really interesting because I just ended up falling in love with it mm -hmm. and it's something that I just never would have expected but I guess I I decided to do some soul searching and just kind of try to live life in a bit of an alternative way and mm -hmm. hula hooping was one of the results of that yeah what what is it do you do, when you first started hula hooping take us back to that do you think that it was a was it a meditative experience for you that what was it that you enjoyed about it uh, definitely the fact that it was meditative actually for me like I experienced a lot of trauma in my life and hula hooping was a way that I could reconnect with my body and I would just find that I would pick up a hula hoop and then all of a sudden hours would just pass like it was kind of a happy and safe place for me mm -hmm. and that was how I really fell in love with it yeah and and you do you still you use it now and we'll talk a little bit more about how you use it now but do you still get that meditative feeling from it when you do you use it for the safe, safe place? It's really interesting that you bring this up because I've been thinking about this lately and I'm learning a, right now, um, I'm reading a book, it's the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. And uh -huh. it talks about how uh, it's basically Bruce Lee's approach to martial arts. And oh. it says that instead of thinking of things in a certain form, we should approach them without any end result in mind. And that was the reason why hula hooping at the beginning was so meditative for me because I would not really have an expectation. And the reason that I, I think I got so attuned to the hula hoop was because I would see it as this more powerful force than me. So it was like the hula hoop was really directing me instead of me directing the hula hoop. And I think when you approach it from that aspect, it really, it really brings you into this meditative space and you have a lot more respect for the art form that you're doing. And Mm -hmm. What I've been finding lately is that I'm really kind of in the opposite 
end of the spectrum where it's more of a performative thing. So personally, in my journey right now, I'm working on getting back to the roots of that and really seeing it as more of a sacred art form instead of a performance art. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, yeah, that Bruce Lee was an interesting character, wasn't he? <laughs> He has some philosophical, <laughs> philosophical deep thoughts and was real good at, at kicking people. <laughs> it's a kind of a unique combination he had going on there. So yeah. yeah. So when when did it turn into where does this performance thing come out in, in you? I know that you do some uh, I guess TikTok and, and you've got some some viewers and and tell tell us a little bit about how you've kind of taken it to that performance side. Well, it's interesting because when I was younger, I, I would find that like when I was just in my room alone, like I was very introverted as a kid. And a lot of the time I would I would practice dancing and I would, you know, kind of dance in front of the mirror and, and practice different facial expressions and stuff like that. <laughs> and that for me was like a really great way to express myself. But I was just so shy that I never really actually did express that side of myself to people unless I was dancing or kind of at an event or something. So what's been really cool about TikTok is that it's provided me like a platform in a way to actually do that because although I'm like a very extroverted person, I'm also ironically quite shy too. So I've been really scared to like really put myself out there in like the real world per se and, and go do events and stuff like that. Whereas TikTok is a way that I can just do that from my own room and really share that other side of myself like with my audience and the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of controlled chaos or something. I guess yeah. you get to decide when to turn it on and when to turn it off. I, I like that too. I like to do videos and things like that. And you don't have to post everything. I mean, this interview, we don't have to post it, do we? So we, we have a lot of freedom in that way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you've got the creative streak. I, uh, pe people are not going to be able to see your shirt, but you've got a tie dye shirt on. And then <laughs> So that, that, that shows a little bit of your personality there. And you're able to kind of incorporate the creative aspects that you have and the artistic vibe with, with this, uh, with the hula hooping, which makes it interesting. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I really love fashion as a form of self-expression. I think it's, it's just phenomenal. I don't know how to describe it, but, um, except like I'll, I go thrifting fairly often. And when I find mm -hmm. something that I really feel speaks to me, like it just, it just makes a big difference and I love that I can wear something and people can get more of a taste of who I am you know without even really knowing me too much when something speaks to you what do you feel I feel excited and yeah. joyful yeah and this could your mic just cut out there hold on I still can't hear you Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. See, cool. it's going to make me edit it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to edit. I like to keep it. But uh, what, I, what I wanted to ask you there is when, when something speaks to you, it can be clothing. It can be, it can be a personal item. It can be some, things speak to you in a certain kind of way, the energy. Yeah, totally. That's actually, I feel how I approach like a lot of my life. Um, 
and really kind of dug down to the roots of who I am. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of that way with hula hooping. Like it just first started with me seeing someone perform and I, I guess really felt drawn to that thing or it could be like when I'm shopping or thrifting and then I see something that I'm like, Ooh, that really, that really makes sense or an idea an experience an adventure. It can be like a number of things. And I feel that the more that I, I follow those things, like the more aligned I am with my like truest form of joy. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's intuition. And, you know, I just went, I just, I, I never thought I would jump out of an airplane. But I was I was sitting at my computer and actually Googled it for the first time just here, July the 3rd. And uh, I pulled up this place and I, I didn't hit, I put in my credit card information the whole bit, didn't hit enter. Then I went downstairs to the coffee shop and there was a guy that was behind the, the barista, I guess you would say. He has on a he has on the same parachute that I had just Googled, never heard of before. And so I came right, I said, I'll, I said, did you just do that? And he said, yeah. He said, I just went this weekend and so it was pretty cool. So I don't know what that is, but sometimes we're just supposed to take action, right? I totally agree with that. And it's really funny how life will do that sometimes and you'll kind of see things and it almost speaks to the subconscious mind. And <laughs> it, it's just like, I find when you live life that way, it just adds this element of like mystery to life. And I feel mm -hmm. that when we're living in that mind frame, it just makes things a lot more interesting and you yeah. feel more alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of the secrets and clues to the universe can be found. We just got to be aware to them. Right. I agree. Yeah. Uh, one more story about that. I've just had a lot of these lately and I'm like, what is that exactly? But I got I got into a, a traffic jam. I was trying to beat the traffic jam and I went to a dead end on this road and there was a, there was a, a business there that I could call on. So I decided to jump out of the car. I, I didn't really feel like it because I was frustrated about the traffic. But I got out. The guy ended up being super nice. I talked to him, you know, about his business. And then he told me a, a shortcut to get around so I didn't have to backtrack. And I, I just, you know, if these things, I don't know what it is, but just another another thing. When we see it, we got it. We got to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I wanted to ask you, I noticed in, in one part of your uh, LinkedIn post there, you had a time period where you, you, you disengaged for a while and, and, and you're, and I understand this journey. I'm, I'm just interested, or I'm, I know what it's like for me. I'm, I'm interested for you. What, what's, what's going through your mind there? What's your fears, insecurities, and how do you overcome that and then come back as the new Caitlin? Or if you have any, I don't know. Tell us what that's like. I, when you said disengaged, the thing that I thought of was when I, I, like when, when I stopped, I guess, feeling like I was in the flow of the synchronicities of life. So okay. I decided instead of following a spiritual path, I started following a much more worldly path. And mm. I ended up feeling really depressed. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was maybe meeting more material needs. It just at the same time felt like all this purpose that I'd found before then just kind of disappeared. Mm. And I stopped feeling like I stopped feeling joyful and alive. And yeah. when I started re-exploring like this side of life and myself, it felt like all of those things started to come back. And I felt like I was more like in the flow of life again. Yeah. And to that, I would say like, it was about trust and maybe unlearning and relearning things to create a more stable foundation. One that was like much more like psychological and uh, mm -hmm. spiritual than what I'd had before when that yeah. made more sense. 
No, I, I like that. I mean, that's something that when I start feeling like I'm posting something and, and I'm, I'm waiting on that validation or like you say, I think you said it very well. And, and then it takes away the joy from what you're doing. You don't feel like you're being authentic with it and, and you're trying to manufacture acceptance and that's a losing battle. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I think it can be easy to fall into that trap because of how powerful social media is. Like it is an absolutely incredible thing in so many aspects. And I also think it's a very slippery slope if we're not careful. And for me, like getting offline and especially spending more time in nature is a really, really important thing to do to really get back to who I am and mm. enjoy life. Yeah, that, that reflecting in nature is always a good thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Some, sometimes I'll, I think people probably see me and, and think, what in the world is he doing? But I'll pick leaves off of things and, you know, touch a tree or something about that really helps me reconnect and, and get out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's the so, simplest thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So it is too. And uh, I know that you, you've made mention of some of these things I'm going to bring up and, and you tell me if you want to want to or don't want to talk about them, but you had mentioned, you know, you, you mentioned kind of feeling depressed and you, you, you've mentioned substance abuse before. And, and so then, then you, you've got this meditative thing with the hula hoop. Tell us about your journey through that and kind of what that feels like as well. When I first realized it was really important for me to just completely ban substances from my life was, I realized I was running away from myself. I was numbing out different parts of my character and I was avoiding all these negative emotions or at least what felt to be negative. Yeah. And the problem when we do that is that we're cutting ourselves off from, from who we are. And I think there's a lot of beauty in actually experiencing all uh, the spectrum of emotion. You know, you can think of it like a spectrum of light and it's impossible to really define everything that we feel and I think if we feel it, like that's where some of the most powerful moments of connection come from. So in numbing out all of that, I was really numbing out who I was. And what I found was the more that I stepped away from those things, the more that I'd find things that I could put in place of those things, like hula hooping or art or travel. So I just decided to lean more and more into that. And it was a, it was a pretty like dark and winding road for a little bit and yeah. it was not pretty and it took a lot of of work and effort and healing to get to the other side of that yeah um, and what I find now is that now that those things aren't in my life it's like those like what I was chasing all those the, the highs and the happiness like that's what I live every day now yeah and a lot of people will look at me and, and see maybe how I experience life and they'll, they'll really question and wonder like, how is that possible? Um, but it's those highs that I'd experience like on the weekends or when I was, when I was out partying that, that you like, you start to experience every day and you don't see that when you're, when you're in the throes of addiction, mm -hmm. because there's so much, there's so much darkness outside of those, those happy times. And I find that really tends to overtake your world. Yes, man, that was a great answer. 
I, I, I agree with you. That was very well said and, and, you know, escaping our emotions and it's, it's a way to escape and not to feel the things that to feel the, the real life. And, and I agree with you. There's some dark, there's some dark places on that road, but I would say, and I think that you're a great example of this folks that are able to overcome themselves and they're, they're, you know, some, sometimes some of the most creative and unique people also have this, this need to escape themselves. But then once they overcome it, man, that's a, that's a powerful thing. It can, it can be very helpful for people. Others. Yeah. It, it was my experience that some of the most creative and talented people I knew also struggled the most with addiction. And yeah. my philosophy was that if you have this driving force and it's not channeled in the right way. It can be incredibly destructive, but on the contrary, if you can manage to harness that and use it for good, it can be one of the most powerful forces you'll ever experience. Yes. I love it. Now, let me ask you this, Caitlin, we're, we're running out of time here because I want to keep these to about 20 minutes, but when you, when you look for, um, when, I guess, I guess if someone was talking to you about their own substance abuse issues, do you, do you recommend or how do, how do you talk to that person? Do you recommend a certain methodology to overcome that? Or how do you, how do you counsel them? It really depends on, on what they're going through and, and their own experience. The biggest thing that I tell people is just to feel the emotions because that's something a lot of addicts will experience is this tendency to escape the emotions. And for a lot of people that do experience addiction, it can be those emotions can feel almost life-threatening because they're so strong. But mm -hmm. if you can sit through them, then you realize like they don't have power over you. And it's through the understanding of them that I think we understand a lot more of ourselves. So that's usually what I do tell people um, when they're really struggling. That's a pretty common theme that I'll, I'll get across. I, I, I like that. And, and I would, I would ask you also, do you think, you know, there's substance abuse is one means of escape, right? Do you think there's other ways that people are escaping that are similar? Oh, totally. I mean, anything can be an addiction, um, yeah. whether it's Netflix or maybe you're online too much. Those are things that I can lapse into sometimes. Um, yeah. I think it's anything that you're using to escape reality or avoid things that are healthy for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That like perpetual resistance to what's good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Well, hey, I am I am very glad that I asked you to do this. Uh, you're you're the first person uh, of the new season, we'll call it, and this is kind of the new format. So, thanks again for for joining the call, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. It was great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, that's it, folks. Season two, episode one is finally in the books. And now that we've got the ball rolling, I am so excited. Thanks again to Caitlin Zwicker being the, the guinea pig <laughs> on this new format. Really enjoyed talking, talking with you. And uh, hey, everybody, have a great week. We will see you soon. Let's roll.